0: I hear Caden Larson and. Seth thought it was one of the worst races he'd ever seen in his life. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Jesus
1: said verbatim after walking on water and swimming on land, thou shalt not wreck thy teammate at Martinsville on the last lap.
0: I heard that too. I did read that verse. It's comical how inconsistent we are with this.
1: Put Air. more fucking horsepower in the car. I mean, that's what I want him to do. It isn't that fucking hard.
0: Stop yelling, it. Jesus Christ! Welcome to the Big Motor Small Blade podcast. I'm Buddy I'm Seth Dolby. You don't. Um, have
2: okay, cool. I'm I'm Chuck Chase <laughs> Folsom. Yeah.
1: All right. Cool. I have a name, oh. believe it or not.
0: Yeah, no, it's Chuck. It, it's it Chuck. No, no it's, one cares.
2: It's always Chuck.
0: It's always Chuck. Um, Yeah, I'm Buddy Pulley, fan of former NASCAR driver Kevin Harvick. <laughs> um, yep. Phoenix, it happened. It's real weird. I still don't really know if I believe it, but <laughs> it happened. Um, Yeah, we got back from Phoenix today i don't know about you seth i'm a little jet lagged i don't even really know what that means daylight savings time is a thing and yeah i'll be honest my schedule's already kind of
1: fucked so like yeah. going back in time a little doesn't really affect me as bad going back in time okay. that's so, that's what i call it yes all right yeah daylight uh, savings didn't
2: bother me because i was still up
0: so. I'm not,
1: we're not talking about daylight savings we're talking about flying across oh, the well, country
0: i'm talking about daylight factor. savings
1: <laughs>
0: that definitely had a factor in it um Yeah, we went to Phoenix. Um, I got in. I had a fucking flight got delayed Thursday. It was a whole rigmarole. But um, Friday was awesome. I uh, got those uh, infield garage passes and stood at Kevin's garage stall for like three hours straight and just watched everything.
1: And took nine million photos.
0: Dude, yeah. (laughs) Um, Just watched the fucking do everything like prep the car prep you know stickers for um for practice do i mean just do everything and it was just just trying to soak it all in like and then kevin came to the car and we all know me so i lost it a little bit um <laughs> and it was just a whole thing but yeah i don't know phoenix is a fucking cool track it is I, I
1: thoroughly enjoyed my experience at the facility.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, I mean, it's just it's a nice track. Everything's like easy to get to. <laughs> it it feels like a championship racetrack. The race, on the other hand, um, not particularly, but I mean, I don't I don't know. It's just they have done a very nice job at making it like just it it is a top tier facility. Yeah. Right up there with, with like a Daytona um, type deal. Obviously, they did the renovations, but yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it
1: was the same renovations. So a lot of it did feel a lot like Daytona um, from an experience standpoint. Obviously, it's, it's in a desert instead of, (laughs) yeah, instead of the beach. Phoenix is a nice (laughs) area. Yeah. No. um, I think that might be the most aesthetically pleasing place I've ever been in. I was shocked too.
0: I was so shocked.
1: Well, would like, you guys stay at
0: We stayed in Glendale with uh with our buddy Caleb. Shout out Caleb. Yeah.
1: But just I'm like sure. everything I don't know, it's just it's so cool. It's like a kind of a culture shock, I guess. Like yeah, there's no trees all you know, not there's no trees, but trees aren't everywhere. It's yeah. orange and brown and just there's a film there's like a haze of film, like dust everywhere.
0: It's like the the opening scene of days of thunder, like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. No, I mean, it, it was, it was fun. I didn't, I did not touch a cactus. I saw many cactuses, cacti, cactuses, cacti, cacti. Um, yeah. Um, I did not touch any of them. I thought about it, but
2: took my advice for once.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you had a very uh, emotional weekend. I guess we'll talk about a little bit about that later. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, just a fun, fun weekend all around. Um, yep. Definitely, think Seth and I will want to go back. Chuck, you've been there a couple of times. Did you come, walk, walk out there. I'll go again. Yeah,
2: I had fun. I actually stayed when I went. I went in 2020 and 2021. I actually stayed in the same hotel in Surprise. Uh, it's, it's called surprises.
0: Oh, two years <laughs> <was> ago. Like, <laughs> no, it's, it, it's
2: called surprise. It's um, it's only like I'm. I, I have to look at a map to see where it is in relation to where you guys were, but it's only like twenty minutes from the track, max, if there's traffic. So, yeah, dude, I went very far. It's there. It's like one of those things where technically it's like another subdivision area of the greater phoenix area pretty much is all it is um yeah dude
0: there were a shit ton of people there this weekend yeah like good lord i ain't seen that like and it it didn't help like the parking lot it like goes for like 74 miles like out like i didn't realize also how like in the middle of nowhere like a lot of tracks are in the middle of nowhere but it's like it's in the middle straight in in there's mountains over here mountains over here mountains over here and then the racetrack right in the middle yeah like it's crazy, it's crazy. it was no just rattlesnakes. Really, yeah it's any rattlesnakes thank Which god i was
1: bummed about i wanted to see one i didn't want to touch one just like the cactus i didn't want to touch i just wanted to see and i didn't see any so i was disappointed by that but um uh really enthusiastic about how many people were at the truck and xfinity races yeah that yeah. was
0: that was great <laughs> I mean there were people everywhere. Yeah. Like the truck race was actually I'd say think um, 70% full. Yeah, it's probably about right. And then there was a bunch of people down in the infield too. Like their infield, like the infield fan shield infield whatever the fuck experience it's called. It is like that is awesome. Like it is I mean it's much it's a lot like uh if you've ever been to Talladega um mm-hmm that that infield thing they got it but it's I mean you are right there and it is I don't know they just they've done it is a so we we talk about like last week we talked about Martinsville and how just the way it is obviously you can't do that at Martinsville because you know how small it is but just it's a good example of how you can make a racetrack better and yeah. i really i do appreciate that racing aside at phoenix um appreciate how that was we did sit next to a bunch of hot dogs that was that was odd was that odd. was that was real explain ridiculous. yeah there, there was, was a- there's like 74 there's like 17 people dressed in hot dogs sitting in front of us <laughs> I yeah dude i don't know i don't know one of them like deep throated <laughs> caleb's like microphone what day? On headset, like huh what day at the truck race i mean where else of course it's a truck race <laughs> like oh well, yeah i mean it, just, it fit with uh, the aesthetic of the truck race you just kind of didn't course. know what the fuck was going on the whole time <laughs> but it's, it was just a bunch of hot dogs and you don't know and you're just kind of confused um <clears throat> yeah i don't know seth and i also discovered that we need to get headsets where we could talk to each other because caleb had those and that Does was exist. maybe the most fun like us
1: yes those do Caleb, Seth
0: and I that's talking cool. back and forth to each other yeah yeah we decided that we need to get some <laughs> and we're gonna figure out a way to record it and upload it <laughs> because we're gonna then, do live
1: race podcasts yeah we're gonna yeah we're, we're gonna, gonna be again. live
0: well I guess it won't be live because I think well, we can get in trouble for that we're recording but, them
1: live and then yeah <laughs> we'll figure out how this works uh, Yeah, I'm yeah sure. we,
0: <laughs> yeah um i no, i can't tell the michael watcher story uh, no no that was that's a big that's... small blade after dark um anyway um yeah i mean i, I don't even know if it's
1: been on after
0: dark <laughs> i don't yeah i think that's that's on the black and orange version of the yeah. of the podcast oh. um <laughs> Oh. we've
2: never ventured into that territory before at least not in a, since first, i've been here
0: first yeah, time for everything here.
1: <laughs> okay a second time oh, yeah. for everything um anyway i
2: have something to add to this so i'm assuming you guys didn't go to the hill at all while you were there
0: no we no. did not go we did not go to rattlesnake hill
2: so from my experience there, that's where I had to sit in 2020 because, you know, COVID happened and they took away all of our tickets and we're like, well, you can sit here if you want. So we got refunded and rebought our tickets anyway. If you've been to Phoenix and you've never sat on Rattlesnake Hill, do it at least once because it's awesome. It's not the right. most, cl- it's not the most close up view of the track and you can see everything. It's just, everything almost kind of looks a little farther away, especially in videos. You don't realize how far away one and two, I guess now three and four, sorry. Um, But kind of like the, the view, if, if you do it, do it on a Saturday for an Xfinity race, because as the sun sets, it literally sets over top of the grandstands with the mountains in the background. And it's the coolest thing I've ever watched in my life. So Highly recommend if you ever go back to Phoenix again and you go for a weekend for anybody listening, watch at least one race from the hill, bring a lawn chair, but, uh, yeah, do that because it's awesome. And it's the most aesthetically pleasing view in racing, in my opinion.
1: Here's the one thing though. I did want to say, um, I think my, the, the best thing about the actual design of the, the facility is the fact that. Even when it's hot out, the sun, the way they position the grandstands is perfect for the sun to go directly behind it and everything is shaded. Yeah. So it was so comfortable. Top tier engineering right there. Yeah. It was so comfortable the whole weekend because like you're pretty much always in the shade. It was fantastic.
0: It was, I tell you what, the facility and just the weather and like everything reminded me a lot of Homestead like it 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 really did it <clears throat> just the the time of year obviously it's the same time of year but it like um just the way the sun sets and just the aesthetics of everything and the the upkeep and the the state of the artness of the facility is just it's really good really good um so yeah phoenix i think should definitely stay at least the final two races of the year preferably the second to last one but um <laughs> but uh no i think they they've earned their they i i will give them this the racing's not fantastic there we'll talk about that they have earned their they earned their right to at least get a chance at having the championship race yeah because they they put a hell of a lot of work in and they did a great 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 job with it obviously our opinion is the only one that matters And now that we've said it, Phoenix has officially made it. Um, But yeah, no.
1: Okay, that's uh, yeah. Moving on, it's time for the Chase Folsom short track segment. I don't know what that we're going to call. Yeah, we haven't.
0: We We haven't decided yet. We haven't figured out what what we're going to call this yet. Um, He's our like Walmart brand Hannah Newhouse. (laughs) Um, He's a lot less cute and. Sorry. His mustache. His mustache is a little bushier. So yeah. Go ahead, John. Yeah.
2: So I guess we'll start with some uh world of outlaws. Since I went on Thursday and Friday, unfortunately couldn't go Saturday. So but woo- um whoa. Um so as some people may know, I'm a late model guy, and these two here are sprint car guys. And I have
0: Big motor, big blade, baby. Let's
2: I, I have a big problem with what I watched on Thursday and Friday with the late models. Oh, because Ooh. as much as I hate to say it, the sprint cars put on a great race. And actually, oh, oh, oh. Actually, it's almost right. like they always do. And actually, that's not true. It's and so actually, true. so did the big block modifieds. Sprint cars make my dick hard. All right. Well, this section is now (laughs) rated R. Um, When I hear sprint cars, I go. Anyway, the late models on Thursday and Friday sucked. And I've talked to some people about it, and there's a lot of things that are wrong with it because Charlotte is so big and fast. And honestly, it just tears up motors for the late models, unfortunately. And there's not much they can do with that track with those cars because – the track only gets run on once a year and they have to run the late models last behind the modifieds in the sprint cars, or else the track would be destroyed for any of the other series that go behind them, which in sure. turn means by the time the late models get out there on Thursday and Friday night, when the features are only 25 laps, they run around the bottom for 25 laps. And it's the most boring train you've ever watched in your life. I've been to plenty of racetracks and I've never seen a racetrack put on a worse display of what late model racing is in dirt than Charlotte. And the only things that can really be done is either A, run the crap out of the track year long, which they're not going to do because World Finals pays for itself to keep the track running. Or B, reshape the track to where there's more progressive banking so they can run the top. And I don't think they're going to do that either because I don't think they actually care what the product is because World Finals is more of just a three-day dirt racing party than it is an actual display of good racing. So and I don't on. have a problem with that.
1: Hang on. But... I I am not an aficionado of, of late model dirt racing, but I don't remember the races last year being bad. I remember enjoying the one yeah. on yeah, Saturday I mean, at least.
0: I, personally, it might I wonder if it was just the track conditions for this year, because like I as much as Seth and I shit on late models, I did think the, the track was pretty pretty good last year. I, I don't know if this is like normal, but like I've seen, been to two World Finals. Seth just showed me pictures and videos from twenty twenty. I is it just Charlotte that the track conditions change like so drastically from year to year? Yeah. Chuck? Yeah. It's
2: just Charlotte because they only run there for two weeks out of the year. They run the short track world championship the week before world finals. And then they show up and run world finals. And then the track sits there for 350 days before they show up next year. And they don't have to run anything else on it because those two weeks of racing more than pay for themselves just in tickets to keep the place running. And the, the late models there, they are either like, okay. So last year, the last night that all three of us were there, It was a great show, but part of the reason it was a great show is because it started raining halfway through the race, so the track took water and slicked up again, and they moved up top.
1: Sure, I forgot about that.
2: And then Davenport started ripping the boards and went from like ninth to first. This year, they tried and tried and tried, and they went out there and put water down and packed the track and put water down and packed the track, and Thursday night they actually did it after every
0: feature. And it was also it, a lot warmer this year in my than it has been in the past couple of years, right?
1: No. Last I year was I, warm.
0: I guess I was in Phoenix all you were in Phoenix. <laughs> it was a solid,
2: it was a solid 35 degrees by the time I left both nights. Oh it was fuck freezing. That. Holy it was shit. Freezing. Freezing cold. And from what okay. I saw, Saturday was actually a decent race. But the difference was Saturday is they run 50 laps. So they wear out the bottom and then they some yeah. of them move up top. So it just sucks because the late, like I said, the late models have to go last. And then on nights where they only run 25 laps and the tracks already beat the crap, and the sprint cars and modifieds have already brought in the bottom and worn out the top. Well, then it just becomes a 25 car train around the bottom. And yeah. you saw it both nights, Marlar literally ran the bottom all night for 25 laps and I think he got around Overton on the first lap on the outside and then he moved to the bottom and they ran in a train like that behind lap traffic for the rest of the race and on for Friday night same thing happened the only reason Ricky Thornton got around Chris Madden was because Madden got really loose and drifted up off two Thornton got underneath him and like that was it that was the race they caught Tanner English and ran behind him for 20 laps, or not 20 laps probably about then 15 laps to end the race. Hmm. And nobody could pass. So the same so how
0: did the sprint cars race?
2: So Thursday night Thursday night was really weird because they all started up top and then Brad Sweet found the bottom and started passing everybody. And he went all the way from like 5th to the lead and then he gave up on the bottom and Gravel and Rico went back by. Hmm. And they all kind of ran the bottom from there. And the difference with sprint cars is I'll give them this. If everybody's on the bottom with sprint cars, it's not a train because there's more room for error. Yeah. And they're and they're less, it's crazy because they're more aero dependent, but they're less aero sensitive. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like if somebody's running in front of them, it does like on a late model. If somebody's running in front of you, it screws you. And a yeah, sprint card like a and a sprint card. Yeah. And a sprint car, not nearly as much. And then on Friday night, they just rip the boards all night and it was funny because it was three non-outlaw guys that did it it was brent marks justin peck and tyler courtney and they put on a hell of a show but um shout out to the mod shout out to the modifies they were fun to watch all weekend too but yeah it just bothers me that the biggest one of the biggest stages for late model racing they just kind of put on a dud and then they get a bad rep
0: for it but um Um, who who so give real quick give us the champions oh well, Ricky Thornton proved he
2: should have been the Lucas Oil champion instead of the BS that Lucas Oil put on at Eldora. Yeah. Because uh, he won two out of three. But Bobby Pierce is the late model champion this year. Uh, Matt Shepard just won his 10th modified championship. And he's Superman had, or Rocket Ship? No, he's he's Superman. Super, okay. Well, Super Matt. Super Matt. Super Davenport Matt, Superman. Rocket right. Shep was always Brandon Shepard, but now he that's doesn't have right. a Rocket, so he's just B-Shep. Um, right. And then Brad Sweet just absolutely boot ganged the Outlaws for his fifth championship and is leaving now. So that's awkward. Woo! Yeah, speaking of Good that.
0: Boom, confetti.
2: High limit schedule comes out tomorrow. Praying there's a North Carolina or South Carolina race on there. Oh, that'd be that's awesome. one thing
0: I wanted to say before we before you talk about Cars Tour is please you're in north carolina world finals obviously is every year go to it support dirt racing in the southeast because we need Absolutely. more of it support sprint car racing in the southeast because we need more of it i'll yeah. say like
1: late models in the southeast so yes. I'll, well i'll
0: further that and say
2: support all of it because i don't know if you guys know this or not but over the past four or five years there is no longer a national touring event in either of the carolinas for the late models now other than world finals they've left cherokee They've left Fayetteville. They left Friendship. They left Lancaster. So people, if they want them back, people need to show up. We're getting an XR event at the newly owned. It's not, it's Ultimate Motorsports Park now. It used to be Friendship Motor Speedway. Um, The folks that own Jimmy Owen's car in the late model world, the Kohlers, they own that track now and they're doing a lot of work to it. So we're getting a big late model event back in North Carolina. And I don't care that it's February and it's going to be like 20 degrees outside. Go support it. Um, cars tour cars tour uh i just want to say quick. congrats to the Quapple brothers for sweeping the cars tour championships that's pretty cool um carson all he needed to do was run 16th he ran 11th so uh butterbean did everything he had to do to have a shot he led all 125 laps won the pole got the extra two bonus points yeah damn four got the extra bonus points for leading a lap and the most laps. In fact, nobody else, like I said, nobody else even led a lap. So he did everything he had to do. And I haven't looked to see the updated final standings, but it's less than 10 points. It was close. He had a hell of a comeback to end the year. Um, And Caden actually said that he's not going to run cars tour next year. He's moving to supers next year. So he's going to run some ASA stuff. So,
0: Interesting.
2: That will be cool to watch him do that. Carson said he'll be back in the 8 car next year.
0: Right, uh,
2: Butter Butterbean will be back in the 03. Connor Hall, your national late model champion, is moving over to Nelson Motorsports to the 22. And we still don't have a car store schedule yet. That was supposed to come out deadline Saturday, and we still don't know. So hey. pa- impatiently, patiently waiting on that. Well, well
0: um, the, the owners have been a little bit busy.
2: Yeah, I guess so, right? (laughs) No, they gave out dates on Saturday in the driver's meeting, but they haven't given out tracks yet. There's supposedly one event on there that's supposed to shock everyone. So...
0: Daytona. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see what it is. uh, Cool. So Carson Quappel, Caden Quappel, Cars Champions.
2: Yeah, and I thought I was done... uh, thought I was done with my short track coverage for this year, but as of, well, pending email that I sent earlier, I will be covering South Carolina 400. So that's cool. I'll get to hopefully talk to Josh Berry and Dale Jr. So,
0: Man, that means you can't come to the parking lot and watch us drink beer.
2: Nobody said I couldn't do that. All right. Where do you think I'm watching the race from?
0: Oh, okay. The parking lot? Just, hey. the
2: parking lot. <laughs> Heck yeah!
0: No, I'll watch with you. Guys. All right. But yeah, as just, far as make sure you're still hanging out with us in South Carolina for Absolutely, but
2: pending that email, I will be also working.
0: Dale so. Junior and Josh Berry are racing in that. So if you have flow, watch it. If you're in the South Carolina area, come to it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Hopefully,
2: hopefully, some more guys sign up for Josh that. Josh Berry's running Kevin Harvick's really car, curious.
0: so you know who I'm pulling for. Well, you got a tough decision. No, so I'm pulling cool for Josh Berry all the way, baby. All right. Yeah, that's. It.
2: I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask Josh that. Like, you were junior's crew chief for the last two years. Now you're gonna race against him. What's that gonna be like?
0: Yeah, ex- Hey, man. Hey, look. Junior was my favorite retired guy. No longer. <laughs> No hunger. Junior's like,
2: car looks cool, though. Have you it, seen it?
0: Is going, yeah. going car, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Right.
1: Just cool. So tell Josh, like, hey, he wrecked you at Homestead, so
0: yeah. It to <laughs> him. All right, cool. With all that, all right. Move that on to NASCAR. Is stuff. short track report yet to be named. We'll figure one out for next year. Um, now to some um, to <laughs> some significantly worse uh, displays of uh, racing. Um, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. We're the NASCAR Crapman trucks. <laughs> I tried to make a pun out of that. It didn't really work. Um, but they I don't think even we all get the gist. They not even deserve that honor. Huh?
2: They don't even yeah, deserve they, that honor. Dude,
0: this was the sorriest damn truck race I've been to. That's saying something. This this series is a joke. It's, it is, it is an become absolute that joke. Way. Huh?
1: I said it's become that way. It wasn't yeah. always
0: this bad. I mean, ARCA's terrible. I watched the damn ARCA race on, Thursday, on Friday. I don't know why. Um, I saw Sean fucking whatever the hell his last name is King Ronnie? Guy. Yeah, him saw him win the ARCA championship I don't like that kid's face um, mercifully my, my plane <laughs> neither had do a
2: lot of other people
0: uh, yeah, I know um, and mercifully then the truck my race. plane
1: hadn't gotten in in time to watch the ARCA race so that was good
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, saved okay, let's break it down so, let me get my notes up here Um. Obviously, we all saw what happened. Carson Osburn spun Corey Heim, and then Corey Heim got retaliation on him. Um, wasn't intentional.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Hey, I'm just saying. Watching live, I think my direct. I think my direct tweet was Corey Heim. There's a post that said he did not mean to do. He did not mean to wreck uh, Carson Osburn. And I commented on said tweet and said, yes, and Bill did not have sexual relations with that woman. Chuck, are you too young to know what that means?
2: No. (laughs) I I saw something that was like, I don't know which one it was about, whether it was about Carson or Corey, what they did. But it was basically somebody saying, oh, well, it, it just didn't stick. And Landon Huffman, quote, tweeted it and said, Yeah, my Corolla wouldn't stick either if I hooked a right at seventy-five on I forty towards a sign.
0: Oh shit! My God. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I mean, dude, look. Do we think Carson wrecked him on purpose? No, I know. I don't don't think he did either. I I think that judging by his mannerism, I think car
2: camera is enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, just judging by that and just how. His mannerisms and his interviews after race, it just see, I mean, the dude was pounding the steering wheel and yelling at himself in the truck right after it happened. Yeah. Like, that doesn't seem like a guy that went in there and dumped him, unless he's a hell, unless Carson Osbars, like the greatest theater kid there's ever been in the whole fucking world. Um, I could see that. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, there's reasons but, for that. Yeah. I mean, but what Corey Haim, dude, Corey Heim's a jackass. Like, let's just, like, I hope sponsors and owners and everybody takes note of that. Because that was some of the most sorry, no good, like, one of the worst things I've seen in a long time. Even for the damn truck series. Yeah. I mean, because, like, I don't know, the more I've, like, sat on it and thought about it, the more pissed off I've become of that. Because, I mean, yeah. Carson's done some shit. Like, there's no denying that. He's right-hooked people. He's done a lot. He's cooled down a little bit lately. Martinsville was a little iffy. Um, but, like, dude, I get it. You, you're you mad you got spun out. Whatever. But, like, at least when Carson did it, when he spun you out, on purpose or not, that was, that was it. That was for the objective of the race. That was to win the championship. Like, so on purpose or not, you're racing hard for, for that. Did, like Corey Haim, what he did, it's a prime, it's a prime example of like kids these days and thinking they're bigger than the sport. Like it, I just got done, done writing
2: me. about it this week.
0: Uh, yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Cause I mean, he completely fucked Grant Infinger with yeah. no regard. Just yeah. for his little punk ass side quest. Yeah. That like, that that's what
2: made me the most upset, honestly. Like,
0: it's just, I mean, just no acknowledgement <laughs> for the fucking moment. And like, I don't know. It's just how much bigger it was for I don't know. It's just you gotta learn, dude. The world's in NASCAR is way bigger than little old Corey Heim. And it just pisses me off. Yeah, that's
1: um. I wouldn't, yeah. Under a normal circumstance, well, okay, the way he did it sucked. But under normal circumstance, I wouldn't have a problem with retaliating after he got spun out, especially yeah. when it was something as as dumb as that. I mean, that was that was a dumb move by far. It was never going to work. But it, under normal circumstance, I'm fine with that. Three yeah. laps away from the championship being over, and. A guy who had nothing to do with it gets totally fucked. Yeah, I I, yeah. I don't know if that really, really sucks. Just really sucks. There's, uh,
0: yeah. Like I mean, rule number one: stock car racing too. We're not wrecking by without wrecking yourself.
2: Been a common topic recently for some. I mean, that was definitely
0: more of the Matt Kenseth
1: method, where you don't give a shit. But
0: I guess, but dude, I mean, he didn't. I don't know. I don't know. So of our didn't take that championship from
2: Corey Hunt. No, it, I'll t- my reasoning for saying that would be, which I didn't actually watch any of it live, obviously. I got home from World Finals Friday night and was like, I actually, I guess I could have watched the end of the race because I got home at midnight and didn't think it was still on, so I went about my business. Oh, um, God, yeah, Did
1: it last that long? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess it, was, it did. It, it, it ended
2: past one o'clock Eastern time. Yeah.
1: Holy shit.
2: <laughs> like, that's what everybody was complaining about. It was like the worst part was who let who let this atrocious thing. Start I think, dude, I think my Eastern exact time.
0: tweet was I, I got way more of this race than I paid for, and I still want my money back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: from, from what I've gathered based on replays and tweets and whatnot, he still could have won the damn championship had he just drove.
0: Yeah. No. Like, uh, I'm. Yeah, I don't know about that. It wasn't he definitely over. had there were he three laps left, and it an opp- was not close. Yeah, I mean he he wasn't close, but he definitely had an opportunity to get back to and number two a position to win the championship. But just he didn't have it with
2: three to go. The guy you wrecked wasn't even going to win anyway. Yeah. What was the point?
0: I yeah, just I mean it. It's just.
2: And it made me so mad because, well, obviously, I have sentimental ties to GMS. My grandfather worked there for, I think, four years. He was their first ever truck driver, hauler driver they ever hired. And I wanted to see them win the title in their last race. And Grant Enfinger, I don't know if either of you two have ever, like, actually met Grant Enfinger and talked to him. No. Certified good guy. Like, you, may, you meet like him in Meet him in public, which I did. Actually, I met him at my old job. He was buying horse feed, of all things. You'd never know he's a NASCAR driver if you just looked at the man. He was wearing, like, jeans and a button-down shirt, and I just happened to know who he was, and it was actually right after the New Atlanta test. And we sat there and talked New Atlanta and racing and all that for, like, 15 minutes. Total stranger. Didn't know who I was. Was just invested in the conversation and took the time of day to talk to me. Great guy. and. The picture of him and Corey Haim outside the media center tells the entire story because if looks (laughs) could kill Corey Haim would have just lost all nine of his lives. Like he'd be a dead man.
0: He had the super Ray Superman X-ray vision on him or whatever. And I
2: just, when I found out that Grant got screwed out of that whole deal, I just felt so bad because if anybody deserved it, it's that team and that race car driver. And to and see dude, them get screwed that way it
1: sucks.
0: And there's a lot I saw some people like um kind of upset about the way Grant handled the last lap saying like he was really just going to go in there and send Ben Rhodes. It goes back to you know something we've said a lot. It's just it you it's eat or be eaten. Like I mean it's you're if you don't run over somebody somebody's going to run over you. That's how it always has been in the truck series. Not saying Ben did anything wrong because he didn't, but um, it's just it's it's how you got to race. I mean, you don't have to race like that, but I mean, it's you're not going to get very far without doing it these days. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
2: And I'll add to that and say, Grant actually wasn't going to clean him out. He was no, just going to try to move him. Yeah. Because yeah. if Grant wanted to clean him out.
0: He, he yeah.
2: had the opportunity twice to clean him yeah. out, and he yeah, just shout out to didn't shout out to it. Caden
0: Honeycut for yeah. um or was that his name? Yeah,
2: Cars Tour driver Caden Honeycut. Yeah, yeah,
0: certified jackass. <laughs> like just okay, sends it three wide going in the car. I mean, he screwed any chance Grant had, which fine. You you got I get it. You're trying to trying to race, maybe not the opportunity for it, but don't make yourself look like an asshole on Twitter. When, uh you try to say, I wouldn't even, I was not even near Grant at the, on the last lap of the race. And then old buddy Pulley has to pull up the video evidence and circle his truck for him and say, Hey, blood, this you, um, just- well, and
1: also his, co- his condemnation of, uh, of Grant trying to get into the back of Ben Rhodes there, dude, fuck you. He was three laps away and pulling away and got screwed. Like, yeah. so i don't
0: know like I, yeah it's just it's it's just a product of truck series let's yeah. be real um but ben rhodes won the championship barely he had to aft pack zane smith and pray to god that damn tire hang hung on but um yeah you
1: make it sound like it was his fault i know you don't mean to but oh, made no. It sound- <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: no zane missed the damn shift and we, we we were so confused at
1: the This is one of the
0: moments, man, you just put your head down and you're like, fuck, man, why won't this damn race in? Like uh, but from what I saw on Twitter, it was the most embarrassing
2: thing that's ever been on an Asgard racetrack.
0: From what I saw in front of my own two eyes, I would have to concur. <laughs> <laughs> like to it's yeah, just,
2: it, it brings me back. Even the I, hot dogs would...
0: sitting in front of us were done with it.
2: That's bad. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna turn this into a rant. But I will say the truck series, I don't I won't even say anymore that it lacks an identity. This is its identity, and it needs to change. And yeah. the only way I think that they're ever going to change the truck's identity is by creating them a new one. And that starts with changing the truck scheduled where they don't go everywhere the cup series goes. Yeah. There's no reason. And you know what? Maybe maybe it would promote more of that at first, but when team owners got tired of t- replacing trucks every week, it would stop. There needs yeah. to be like, there's no reason the trucks aren't racing at South Boston and Berlin. I and bet here's the thing. Stafford. I got, like I, that should be the trucks.
0: Not I, I saw, this. I saw Ron Hornaday Friday night and he was sitting there just vaping he was sitting there with a cold beer and a vape
2: he owns a vape shop in morsel so yeah
0: oh really holy shit i gotta get you a vape um but yeah ron hornet drink a cold one full-on vape boy status uh whenever they're talking to a minute just as nice as ron could be um and i just that little interaction with him, and i kind of thought about it leaving the truck race like this ain't this ain't what Ron raced. This ain't what Mike, you know. It's like ain't what the this ain't the gunslingers truck series. It's not the California Kid Ron Horne's truck series no more. It's it's pay Day to play on truck series. It's pay to play, and daddy will pay for the wreck truck when I when I decide to yep. take out whoever. So here's what
1: the truck series really needs to do. Uh, the schedule, yes, but what they really need to do. Is start hard enforcement of rough driving penalties. I saw, yeah,
0: yeah I absolutely. Heard, I absolutely. heard on the teardown, they were like, "Well, they don't want they." I think I can't remember if it was Bianchi or Gluck. They said, "Well, they want the rules to be same throughout all three series, and so they don't want to enforce something in truck series and not." Dude, it's Asinine. no, it's a feeder series. They're not going to learn. Yeah, they, it makes it makes is sense. making your cup is devolving your cup drivers. Yeah. By by not enforcing this, that yeah. is all you're doing. It is devolving your entire sport because everything starts at the bottom. Yeah, it starts at the top. It starts at the bottom, and you meet in the middle. And we're not we're not doing a damn and, thing about it.
2: And it comes from two things. There's two things that cause it. Number one, the money. Yeah, well, I don't have to fix the truck. I yep. don't have to pay for it. Why in do regard. I care? And number two, and I hate to say this because of how much good it's done for the sport. But a lot of these kids that are now coming from iRacing doesn't matter when you wreck somebody on iRacing, you just get up from your computer. Yeah. They're invinci- They think they're invincible. Yeah. And for something, it's it's sad because that was the very that was the first oh shit example of drivers from that product picking up negative qualities from it and applying it to real life racing. And yeah. I just hope it doesn't become like the theme. Like I talked to Joey Coulter about it, former NASCAR Truck Series driver Joey Coulter.
0: No, give him his deuce Um, NASCAR Truck Series winner. Winner at Pocono. At Pocono. Joey
2: Coulter. We were talking for a while and I, I asked him about it. And when I did my interview with him, um I asked him the question about the truck race. And he said that it all comes down to respect. And he said that it needs to get back to how it was when he was coming up because he came up with people like Ron Hornaday and Todd Bodine and Mike Skinner that would whoop your ass if you did something like that. And they taught those guys respect. They taught them the right way of like, look, this is how you race people. And even in this series, and if you're not going to race the way that we race, you're not going to last around here. And unfortunately, we're missing that now because they're all that young crop of drivers that don't really have a care in the
0: world. Yeah, I think and if I, we
2: don't get back to that, it's never going to change.
0: Yeah, to to cap this whole thing off, I think it, it comes down to three things that you said. I mean, it it comes down to to money, it comes down to lack of respect, and I think this playoff format also enables that. Yep, in a way too. So, Ben Rhodes is the Truck Series champion. Lucky enough for us, he is. He's done some growing in his day. Um, lucky enough, he he is one of the good guys in truck series. He's kind of been a staple there for a while. Obviously, we got a great Ben Rhodes, ben Rhodes uh, uh, Media Center interview. Dinosaurs aren't real. Um, in case you didn't know. Yeah, in case you didn't know. Um, so, yeah, I'll, 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 really, go watch the interview. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. Did
2: you see him pour beer on Rich Lucius when he walked in? Yeah, there?
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. yeah, so um, I'm I'm for uh, Ben Rhodes winning the truck championships as long as we keep getting these good interviews. Here for it. Here for it. Yep. Uh, Xfinity. Um, really not much. Not a huge. Not a whole lot to talk about, other than the fact that Xfinity put on the best race of the weekend again. Go figure. Um, Coldcastle wow. is the champion. Um, I mean it's something else. Another thing that we've been harping on for a while. Why, why run 25th in the Cup Series when you can go win an Xfinity Championship? It just, it, not only does it, I, I think it, it would just be better for your overall mental health, yeah. but it, it also just brings your stock up. Cole Custer's a NASCAR champion now. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it he didn't really set the world on fire like we thought he was, but you know, you don't have to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's not I, a
0: deserving champion at all, but yeah, um, he definitely is. But uh, over oh, racing
1: I, I obviously called him winning like what 17 races this year, so that didn't really pan was, out. Yeah. That didn't really pan out. But um, he uh, he did he did what he needed to and it counted. He had to back into getting into the championship for literally back in, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> on fire and backwards, um, and then. Went out and ran a really good race. I mean, dominated the last half of the race. Um, had to survive an overtime restart. So and and also I don't think the door should be closed on on uh Cole Custer as a cup driver.
0: No, it's definitely not.
1: Yeah, because he came in <clears throat> we were having this conversation Friday night after the race. Saturday. He came in Saturday, sorry. Um he came in at probably one of the worst times to be a rookie, like we talked about with the 550 yeah. package. And then COVID too. COVID, and then right after that, Stuart Haas took a nosedive in performance. And then you got the
0: new car too. I mean, yeah. So never had a chance, really.
1: Yeah, never really had a chance. So going back and doing the Xfinity series just has got to be the best thing he could have possibly done for his career. And now he's yeah. obviously a champion, so it obviously looks like the best thing he could have done. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like you look at the rest of SHR and Cup, other than Kevin Harvick, they're all in the mid to late twenties and early thirties or whatever. Yeah. In in the standings. So like <laughs> I don't know. There's no argument for me about yeah. whether or not he made the right to call or not. And
0: I'm glad he re I'm glad he re-signed because I th- I think a couple years of just kicking ass, because I think he's gonna be a lot better next year, is just gonna it's gonna do wonders for his confidence to just kind of be like, Okay, I, I still can do this. Yeah. And you know, we see guys all the time. I mean, they don't peak you don't peak until your thirties and damn near forties. So I mean he he's got time. He's he's got time. he was still he was a young he was a young buck when he got into the cup series. So yeah. Chuck.
2: Um I don't really have much to say because I actually didn't watch the entire race at all. Correct. What I will say, I was, he was
1: at World Finals.
2: No, I, oh, no, was, Carraway. I was coming home. I was coming home. I was coming home from Caraway and then I was at dinner and then I found never mind. I'm not gonna say it on the podcast. Um I'll tell you later. Um what I did see pretty cool video of tony stewart's reaction to cole custer winning the yeah. championship yeah just just for all the people that say tony stewart doesn't care about nascar anymore there's that that was pretty cool he cares um, about
0: people that's what's important other than that
2: i'm gonna do this thing we talked about earlier congrats to cole custer i have nothing else to say
0: good man good man good man he's learning um, um all right cup race um all right, so I had Ryan Boyney out in my round of sixteen.
1: So Steph- I had him out in my round of twelve. So I had him, him out in
0: the round of eight, and okay. we thought you were insane. We yeah. thought you were literally insane, and we were right. <laughs> <laughs> Be- uh, because cannot what- believe I voted the champion out in the round of eight. What a guy! Uh, yeah, that's insane. I don't know what what you had doing that. Um. Ryan Blaney, I can't believe I'm about to say this, is a NASCAR Cup Series champion. What in the hell? Like, let's be real here. (laughs) I mean, well, I'll start, I'll kick off the conversation (laughs) with this. Casey Kane probably would have won a championship under this format in his heyday. Just saying.
2: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, <laughs> I, if they had this format back then, all he would have had to do is win at Charlotte and he'd be in a round of eight.
0: Yeah. I mean, dude, let's be – okay. So, wh- let's get it out of the, out of the system then we'll, we'll, we'll talk good about YRB. No critique of Ryan Blaney that has ever been given within reason has been wrong. None of it. Like, I mean, has, does he has he failed to execute more times than not in his entire career. Yes. Yes. Does he lose his effing mind under pressure? Yes. I know y'all couldn't yes. hear it
2: on Sunday unless you had a scanner. Oh, yeah, I, did. Was, I did. Was, I did. I turned his radio his on. The entire race. The entire Dude, I, race.
0: I heard, a, I had a scanner. I turned his radio on. He was a, one of the worst, like, meltdowns I've ever heard. He was threatening <laughs> to wreck
2: Kyle Larson in stage one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... And then the third has he failed to live up to potential, like up until this year. Yeah, he is. And Kyle Petty called him the Casey Kane. Everybody waiting for him to do shit and he never does. And Kyle Petty was right up until this year.
1: Up until five weeks ago. Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, yeah, like I mean, he has the fewest top fives of any champion in the modern era. I mean, it's just. I mean, and here's the thing. It's not Ryan's fault. Ryan Blaine, is he a deserving champion? He did everything he was supposed to do to win the championship. So yeah, he's a deserving champion. He he played by the rules, and he used it to the best of his ability. And he's a Cup Series champion. Can't take it away from him. He will go down in history. Ryan Blaney is always, is and always will be a Cup Series champion. Respect to him, but. I'm not saying there should be an asterisk next to his name. I'm just saying let's not act like that everything we said before was just untrue, and we were just wrong this whole time because we weren't.
1: All right, so I'm pulling, I'm pulling up right now because it occurred to me just now that Ryan Sets, oh, my God, it's actually worse than I thought. Um, this whole notion of, again, this comes down to the format. I'm not really going to beat the horse on this format. Actually, I have, a, I have like a kind of a compliment on the format a little later. Um, but for right now, his stats across the board are in line with or slightly worse than they have basically every other year of his career. So nothing significantly changed. The only thing that changed this year is when he won races. Yeah. Obviously, last year he didn't win races, but that's that's kind of... I feel like that's kind of the outlier. He always had a win, and then the year before yeah. he had three. So, really, the only difference is when he won races. He won a crucial one at Talladega, which mm-hmm. Ryan's been a great Super Speedo racer his entire time in the Cup Series, and then he finally, finally closed the book on Martinsville. So, the one thing you can say about Blaney for this year compared to the years before is he finally did something clutch. And yeah. he could he could not buy a clutch moment previously no. in his career. He, no, he would didn't. always disappear in the round of eight. But he showed up to Homestead this year, ran fantastic, was probably going to win that race if it goes green, if Kyle Larson doesn't, Kyle Larson at end of the pit barrier, um, and then goes out and wins Martinsville. So realistically, about three weeks of that is what changed the narrative here. Because the overall stats are around the same. I'm
0: going to put it like this. You need to win a NASCAR Cup Series championship in this day and age. You need three great races and six decent races. That's it. That's all you need. You need to win a race in the regular season. You need to have six decent races in the first round. And you need to have a great race and probably a win to make it to the round of four. And you need to have a great race to win the championship that's it that is the that is the playbook to win this championship and ryan blaney did that
1: and it's it's what penske has done to a t penske everyone talked about how um how hendrick and jimmy johnson and them had the old chase system figured out penske
0: has this one down to a t oh my god down to a science it is it is you look at joey and and ryan's yeah all three of their championships they mirror each other it's it's ridiculous
1: yeah and and you can you can say that makes them undeserving but that's the that's the, that's that's what they got put in front of them and yeah, they do and it they do it better than pretty much anybody I else say,
0: it's what I said last year when Martin Shreks missed the playoffs he didn't do what he needed to do that sucks but he didn't do what he needed to do to make the playoffs i don't feel bad for him Ryan Blaney, he did exactly what he needed to do to win the championship. He's got he he got the cup. I got I do have some stuff to say about the format, but I want to let Chuck talk. I don't really have much to say because
2: I think one of my only points you guys already brought up is, like, for anybody who acts like this is some new thing, Joey Logano did the exact same thing a year yeah, ago, and yeah. he did the and exact same thing in 2018. And I think – I think it was us last week that talked about this, about how championship four appearances are going to be looked at as like a really big stat in the future. Yeah. And I think this is why. Because once you – it's more – I hate to say it's more about getting there, but like it's more about just getting there and giving yourself a shot. Because once you get there, any one of the four can win. So as we, and this format isn't going to promote the dominance like Jimmy Johnson had, like Jeff Gordon had.
0: Yeah.
2: We're, we might not. The
0: days of seven time championship, it's, they're over. We might not see somebody win.
2: Three. We'll be lucky to send, we see somebody win three over the next 20 years. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So I think when we look back, it'll be more about. how many times did they make it to give themselves that shot rather than how many times did they pull it off for that one race out of the 36
0: and you look at the guys who have had the most championship four appearances and they're they're guys like kevin harvick and kyle bush and martin bush denny Denny, joey and brad yeah i mean that's
2: that's the who's who of this generation of nascar like
0: Give Chase and, all and his now due. You've, he,
2: now you've transferred he into the newer generation and Chase made three in a row and Larson yeah. and Bell now have two. Like
0: And he, here's what here's what sucks the most about it. We can talk all the talk. We can talk all the talk. We can all, there's all the hype, there's all the metrics, there's all the stats. We can spit it all out of our faces until they turn blue, but nothing fucking matters. None of none of the talk matters. We talked all year or all playoffs about Ryan Blaney. We talked; everybody talked all year about, about William Byron and how he's gonna be unstoppable. And we talked about how fast Kyle Larson was. And we talked about how clutch Christopher Bell's been. This podcast is useless. It's fun, but it, it, it's all nonsense. Anything and that goes for any podcast or any talk show or anything. And that's just the this format is a slap in the face. To people who know the fucking sport. That's, I mean, that's just point blank what it is. Like, I mean, because you can, like I said, you can talk all you want about it and spit as many facts at it. Throw as many facts at the wall as you want. Doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. And it just, no matter, like, no matter what your opinion is of the champion, of not just this year, any champion on this format, it just pisses me off.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's well said. I yeah. don't have anything to add.
0: I mean, yeah, that's, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I do have a question for you guys. Other that's... than like the fact that racing is like what it is, it's different than other sports. How is like our playoff format different than other sports? Cause I feel like the discourse is, i don't know i don't watch other sports as much as you guys the discourse on how we view the playoff format i at least to me seems like it's very different than how other sports view it is it just like because the playoff format is relatively new compared to that or like why do other sports talk about how bs like playoffs are or what what's the uh so it
1: it it depends on the sport um no, one I don't think there's anyone out there that will really argue you that the NFL needs playoffs because uh, everybody doesn't play everybody every year. Um, so there's no real argument there. There are arguments about something like hockey needing playoffs because everybody plays everybody multiple times a season and you acquire points throughout the season. So it's not like a huge topic, but it does come up occasionally because, I mean, the uh, English Premier League runs on a point system. They don't have playoffs. Um, baseball gets a lot of flack right now for the way they have their playoffs set up uh, with having your top teams taking a lot of time off or a week off. And then your wildcard teams playing. I, I'm not saying one way or the other, chase. I'm just saying that is, that is a topic of conversation right now. Uh, And your Phillies probably take advantage of that, but (laughs) anyway, probably um, I feel like, I feel like NASCAR is the only, entity right now where the I, the very idea of playoffs pisses people off.
2: And I'll tell you exactly why. Because for every other sport, whether or not you succeed in the playoffs, it is a team, a group of people, and it comes down to their execution, and that's it. If there is nothing else involved, there's no other gimmick. You go out there in the playoffs and football. If you don't play good football, if your quarterback has an off day or you guys can't make tackles on defense, you lose. There's nothing else like, oh, well, you can't do this or this or this. And if they get at this special certain number of yards on one play, that neg- no, it's just you play football In baseball. If you can't hit the ball, you're going to lose. If your pitchers are giving up hits, you're going to lose. That's how it is. In basketball, if you can't hit threes, especially in today's day and age, if you're miss, if your team's missing every single shot, you can't get a guy out there to buy a bucket, you're going to lose. If you can't hold a team under 120 points or something, you play terrible defense, you're going to lose. It is what it is. It comes down to your execution, and that's it. In NASCAR, that is not true. You can execute, well, basically perfect, and it might not matter because some guy can i don't know ride around for two out of the three races and suck and then show up to one race and win and knock you out there it's it's just so many there's so many variables variables and gimmicks honestly. outside
0: factors if, yeah. if,
2: if, if the i perfect,
1: think i think hang on the perfect stat that that says this is is Kyle Larson's average running position this season is was seven, I think point four. His average finishing position, I believe, was like 12.5. Or maybe even it might have been 14.5. I can't remember exactly. But so we'll call his, it
0: six positions. We'll us.
1: call it six positions. So and and I'm not saying that they got screwed that they should have won the championship. They he didn't execute. They didn't always execute. But the point yeah. is is that racing is so chaotic that the guy who average averaged running in the top 10 very close to the top 5 had a finishing position well outside the top 5 so or outside the top 10 so that just i think that stat illustrates how chaotic racing is and the 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 farthest thing you'll get from that in maybe a football game is a team will have maybe a below average defense and somehow win 12, 13 games in a season. Or you have the Minnesota Vikings last year that had 13 wins and a minus point differential. But that was kind of really out of of left field.
2: I think the perfect – what would – I know we've harped on what the format should be a lot, but I think the perfect way to have a playoffs that resembles every other sport – is if they did the playoffs how it's set up now, except it was strictly points and they made eliminations based off strictly points, and it, like Winston Cup points. That would be what would most clearly resemble every other sport because one of the biggest variables is the fact that it doesn't matter whose stadium you're playing in in football. You're playing on a football field that's the same dimensions as every other stadium, and it doesn't affect how you play football. Unless you're playing in MetLife Stadium. Um, in baseball, yeah, the walls might be a little different. You have the same bat that you use in every single other 100. And, I guess if you're in the playoffs, you're looking at close to 180 games. You use the same bat. Yeah. And the concept is the same. Just because the field's a little different doesn't change where what you're trying to do when you hit the baseball. When you play hockey... Well, every single hockey rink in the NHL has the same dimensions. Every single court in the NBA has the same dimensions. That's not true in NASCAR. We don't race at Martinsville 36 times a year. So some guys are better at some places than they are at others. And it gives certain people certain advantages. And that's why people complain about the playoffs so much is because it's not a stick and ball sport. We don't, we shouldn't be trying to resemble a stick and ball sport when it's so drastically different.
0: Well, that's like a, Good point, too, with Phoenix being the championship race year after year. Brian Blaney, a lot of people pinned him as the guy because he's so good at Phoenix.
2: It's just like the Kyle Larson-Homestead thing. Yeah. It's Which, the same thing.
0: Yeah, and I think I think it just proves, I get it, there's a lot of things that go into putting together a schedule, but it's, the playoffs definitely should, and they've done a better job lately of doing the shake up a lot more every year, especially the championship race if we're going to keep it. I, I pitched an idea at Seth just bullshitting. Um I wish we could like count on NASCAR to like do like the final four like college football does, but we can't because Chase Elliott. Um oh, I yeah. see what you mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Seth, give your positive about the playoffs and then we'll we'll move on.
1: All right. So last thing negative before I do the positives
0: is <laughs> well gotta fit one more in.
1: I gotta yeah. fit one more in. Um Essentially what we do in the Cup Series and, and the Xfinity and Trucks is imagine if in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs we did three sets of seven-game series to get to the Stanley Cup final. And then the Stanley Cup final was one game. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. And yeah. that's that's the reason it's the same, it's it's really the same thing in hockey. Anyone can win one game. It's a very very difficult to go out and beat a team four times so i feel like that's
2: baseball's the same way
1: baseball yeah baseball uh basketball would be the same any team can get hot
2: off a certain pitcher
1: yeah um so anyway all that said i do want to commend the playoffs a little bit this year because throughout the season or throughout the the playoff portion of this season we kept getting everyone always likes to post the, the Winston cup standings (laughs) and I'll be honest. I feel like the final eight or toward the final four of this season, I feel like the playoffs kind of showed who actually was better this year because I feel like we had a down year for the cup series. Like I was telling buddy on, on the way back today, the only guy with 20 top tens this season was William Byron. He had 21. Um, no one else had more than 19. I, I, that to me, is a down season.
0: everybody was everybody was running down a gravel road in flip flops this year.
1: Yeah. and and it really what so what the playoffs showed to me is who was actually who was actually more consistently <laughs> fast? because, yeah, everything was kind of, I say everything, not quite as bad as last year, but everything was kind of crazy this year. So I feel like the playoffs did a better job of showing who was fast all season yeah and the winston cup format kind of just showed you who cleaned up which if that's i understand there's merit to that too but if it could be
0: like that every year you could take or leave either winston cup or playoff if it was just if we could count on it to be like that every year and we have maybe not one championship race
1: yeah well that so yeah, I I genuinely I'm at the point now where I think this format would be.
0: We could compelling. get compelling.
1: We could get the best of both worlds if we just had three races in the final the final round and make Dude. it make it the round of eight. I don't think you'd you'd want three races of four guys going for the title. Three races of eight guys going for the title. I think but that I, would I, be the best of both. I don't worlds. see
0: why four would be bad. For three races. Yeah.
1: It's bad for one race. In my in my opinion, I think it's. Bad I will
2: say race. about the Winston Cup thing. I feel yeah. like it's almost kind of obsolete to look at that because.
0: hundred percent. Oh, it's not be- kind of obsolete. It is obsolete because
2: the strategy is different. You stage oh, that race now. That too, yeah,
0: yeah. So, like,
2: there's nothing about today's racing.
0: It's like looking at the Winston Cup that would be
2: like- done the same. If tomorrow they announced we're going back to the Winston Cup format. Every single team would completely change their plan for next year. And every single race would be run different differently. So yeah, exactly. in turn, the results would be flipped upside down. Perfect Let's look
0: example. At. Perfect example is Kyle Larson at Homestead. Well, here's a, here's a better example. Yeah. We talk about the champions of Winston Cup. You really think Jimmy Johnson and Jack and House would have, Done the things they did midsummer after they're locked into the chase. You really think that they would have had the down six weeks that they had every single year, like clockwork, if they had had to put together a full season? No, they wouldn't. They would. Have but they have won out. five maybe. in a
1: row. Who knows? Maybe but... not.
0: Yeah, but yeah. they they would have been, as maybe not as big of a dynasty, but they still would have been a dynasty. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Brian Blaney's the champion. That's uh, just in. Sounds weird. It's it does. Weird. It's it weird. felt
1: weird watching it.
0: It did feel weird. Like, it did not. It felt like I was watching like a like a like a video game. Yeah. If like that's what it felt like. It didn't. It, so I don't know.
1: Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say
0: something. I
2: thought <laughs> about it. It's it's just it's almost because he just feels like it's like
0: he had. I don't know how to say this in a nice way. Here, it, no, here I'm gonna say. I think I know what you're about to try or we're trying to say. I'm gonna try to say it in a nice way. Most guys got to lose one before they can win one. Ryan Bunny hadn't lost one. He,
1: he lost got here in...
0: X- <laughs> well, I mean, he hadn't been in position to win one and lost one. He he got in position to win and immediately won one. So it's it, not even here, really what I was
2: going to say because so did Kyle and Chase in a way.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. You're if that's right. your criteria, making it to the final four, we've seen that. Well, I mean, because well, well, I guess now. it's a
2: little different because with Kyle, he dominated. He kind of knew Chase was basically the same thing. He showed up in the playoffs. And here's and... the
0: thing: this is what I'm about to say is Chase solidified his championship in the years after it. Because he he did, he made multiple Final Four appearances. He obviously had a great year last year. Um, So I think if Ryan can go out the next three, four years, put together, you know, and keep, not even just those, just he keeps putting together seasons like this. If this is the breakthrough year and this is the Ryan Blaney we see consistently, you can't talk about this championship being, you know, any sort of way other than legit. Yeah, uh, but I, if but if this is it, if this is all he does, then it's gonna if you know he's got to like stay consistent or else. And he, Ryan Blaney don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, like I, like I said before, this talk don't matter. Like I mean, Ryan Blaney don't give a shit. He's got the Bill France Cup sitting in his fucking house. Yeah. Like he's you know, yeah. yeah. I guess what I'm
2: trying to say is, no matter who won the championship, all of them in the playoff era whether or not they deserved it that year, you go back and read all those names and you're like, yeah, those guys are elite. They're the best of the best, like hands down top tier in the sport. I, he just won a championship and I don't feel that way about Ryan Blaney yet. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like it feels like he's still not, yeah, he won the championship, but like you said, it still feels like Kyle Petty's right. Like he still hasn't, still hasn't arrived. He arrived for one, two races, but it's almost like you're looking at that and you get to that name. And at this point, it's like, really?
0: Like, yeah, he, he did
2: that because it doesn't seem like he's on the level to do that yet, but he did it.
0: All right. Let's wrap. Let's wrap this part up though. Uh, Ryan Blaney, though. He is like, I mean, it is, that aside, it is good for the sport in a way because he is so popular and he is a great personality and he will be a good ambassador for the sport. So he, you know, he is our champion and I think he'll be a good champion.
1: Yeah. Especially, um, good timing, uh, considering how down a year, our most popular driver had, I think. Yeah, so.
0: exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Ross Chastain won the race. He did that. He gives the man him. Yeah, exactly. Give the man his dues. I, I didn't um, know that
2: because NBC didn't cover it at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Even
2: uh, at
1: the track, he only, he went over to like the corner and just like celebrated by himself. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, well, it I will tell
2: you that the bills Bengals game on Sunday night football was starting before they interviewed Ross Chastain on Peacock. So
1: he, if yeah. that
2: tells you anything,
0: yeah, we were
1: home by then.
2: They didn't care. They like Hey, he won let the me race tell you hold, on, hold on. Let me him. also
0: let me tell you who else doesn't care. Ross Chastain. Yeah, amen. don't give a fuck, dude. I mean, here's the thing.
1: It is funny. It had to be Ross, right? <laughs>
0: I, dude, here's dude. Ross Chastain makes history. That's what he does. He don't give a damn, dude. He don't give a damn. He makes history. That's what that boy does. I mean, he he went out there. He hailmailing his way to the championship four. He is bound by only the the walls on the racetrack. That's all he's. That's that's it. That is it. Oh, that won't last forever. And even that one, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like I mean, we all we all saw the meme of the roval him hopping the curb over the damn one and six. Um. So I mean, it, yeah. I mean the he would he of course he'd be the guy who upsets the championship for for the first time actually
1: i'll be completely honest so we know on this show i i i personally have not been a big fan of ross chastain we i know have you have
0: roasted ross chastain we on have, this show.
1: i think that this is my this race is probably my favorite thing i've seen ross do because he went in and did exactly what i've been hoping someone would do for a long time it's Tell the championship four to go fuck themselves. I'm trying to win a race. And he went out and did it and raced them hard.
0: He raced them hard. He wasn't picky about it. He did it right. If you're going to do it, do it like Ross. I never thought I'd say that. (laughs) Like, Yeah. My God.
2: I couldn't believe it when I heard his interview. He was like, yeah, I don't care. I didn't care then. I still don't care now. He can be mad if he wants to. Like, hell yeah, yeah Ross. Tell him like, how it is.
0: Yeah. Like I mean, dude, but, but he was literally losing it for nothing on the radio.
1: Like, it was like yeah.
0: four seconds ahead dude, of I, Bell or, but, or Byron. Like, I get it. I get it. It's a stressful situation. You're getting backed up to your competition. I, I get but it. But
2: he wasn't. He wasn't. But, they were gaining two tenths a lap. Yeah.
0: But, bro. It ain't Ross Chastain's fault. You ain't got the track position, my guy. <laughs> like, dude. I mean, that's it. Ross yeah. Chastain makes history. I yeah. really
2: thought Blaney, sealed, and
0: delivered. I really
2: thought Blaney was gonna screw himself when he punted Ross. Yeah. I was like, oh, you idiot. That is the last dude I would punt if, if I was ha-
1: leading the championship dude, race. If he'd have gotten in front of him, Ross would have absolutely given it back to him.
0: Dude, oh, yo, yeah, 100%. Dude, absolutely. A one shot is when he, Ross is air blocking the L of Blaney, and Blaney flips him off in the car. And yeah. Ross, dude, Ross saw it. Yeah. He That's saw it. He was looking at the rear view camera. I mean, He's he he in yellow the media gloves. <laughs> he said it in the media center. He's like, I was looking at a review camera and I, you yeah, know, we're going down the straightaway, but I saw his hands moving and his whole bright ass suit moving in the car. I knew he was pissed off. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> so I mean, dude, funny. like if he could keep his damn nose clean, I understand the hype and the the, the love for Ross Chastain. If he honestly keep
2: that yesterday made me like I gained a lot of respect for Ross yesterday. Yeah, yeah. That was fun Same. to watch. And how?
0: And here's weir- here's what's weird: the one car won Kevin Harvick's first race, and the one car won Kevin Harvick's last race. The twenty
2: four also won the pole for both.
0: Yeah, that's also crazy, and also <laughs> weird, and also the the but the next year's Bush guy won the last race of this year's Bush guy. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So I am gonna say I think that means it's the first race of Ross's Bush sponsorship. He needs to run the Harvick beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Fuck it. They need to just go ahead and start that partnership out at the clash. He needs to just have Chastain on there. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it, keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I mean I don't know. I I give it to Ross. So now, buddy, now I gotta ask when inevitably Bush Light Watermelon comes out. Will you drink it now? I mean, I am excited. I, for I definitely, watermelon. I
0: yeah, I'll definitely crush a few. Okay, because earlier before melon beers,
1: before you were against the idea, so now, yeah. Yeah.
0: I
2: think um, you know Abby was like she was on the fence about Ross, and she was upset that he it's won almost Kevin's fitting. last race. But then, like, she, we heard his comments about Kevin in the post race and. Mm-hmm him being the new bush light guy and what he said about blaney she's she's like okay well that's cool and like i'm gonna i'm gonna say something about NBC for a second like i get it there's four dudes racing for a championship but that guy just went out and like kicked all of their asses
0: yeah yeah. give the man
2: he led half the race whooped their ass said you yeah. know what you may be racing for a championship but i don't care i'm better than you i'm winning this race he did that they showed him a couple times on the last lap they showed both of them cross the line i'll give them that and then we never saw ross just again like they they showed him doing a burnout past blaney like that was when we saw ross was when he went through blaney's camera shot and then
0: it's like but- it's like the main it's like I can't describe it without something. I stupid, literally,
2: bro. I listened to Blaney's interview, flip the game to Eagles Cowboys, or flip the channel to Eagles Cowboys. Flip back; they'd interviewed Bell and By- Byron and Larson, and they were about to do Ryan's championship thing in Victory Lane, and they still hadn't interviewed Ross. And this was like 25 minutes later, That's crazy. and then I see like an hour later, the interview from Peacock gets posted and you can tell how long it's been because they're all in victory lane and the victory lane celebration has long been over and Ross is like crushing a beer. (laughs)
1: Like you
2: can tell how long it's been since the celebration started before they Oh, wait, that guy won the race. Maybe we should interview him. I don't know. Like, maybe yeah. we could at least show him smashing his yep. watermelon okay. or something. Like,
1: yeah, it's so,
2: ridiculous.
1: For the record, Ross led 157 laps and the championship four combined led 97. So, yeah, and 95 yeah. of those were William Byron, <laughs>
0: but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know what else, what else to say. Yeah, actually, I do. I have one more thing to say. Okay. Big time Ross Chastain, man. Anyway, um hyphen. I- yeah. Uh, was Phoenix a good race?
1: I'll let Chuck go first since he watched on TV.
0: Yeah.
2: Good? No. Terrible? No. It was just kind of meh. Nah. Like it it wasn't as bad as last year's. I never I never was watching the race and thought, man, this race sucks. But I was also never watching the race and was like, man, this is awesome. Like it was just kind of, it was an improvement from last year and it was an improvement from the spring. But nothing really stood out about it. It was just kind of average. And maybe that's because I was a little more invested than last year. But it was still just kind of average.
1: All right. Uh, and you... from the stands, I pretty much think the same. It was a solid enough Phoenix race, better than last year, better than the spring. Um, but not a fantastic race.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like we've been harping on Phoenix is a great facility, but you gotta you gotta put you gotta do better than average to yeah, you know, win my vote to keep the championship race. For the love of God. Put those blue and red rumble
1: strips down on the dog leg,
0: dude. No, we need to just put Astro turf down there. Do that. I That's mean, fine. dude, the apron at Phoenix is as stupid and as frustrating, and it's in the same vein as as arrow blocking. Like it is, it is that. Like it, it is every part of like it just neuters the racing. It, it, I mean, you don't it's it's the same it, in my opinion, it's the same as chopping a guy's nose off. Yeah, because it's just you can just defend by being less of a race car driver. But even then even then
1: we talk a lot of shit about Phoenix. The Xfinity race was pretty good. Was. I thought it was a very, very solid race. So okay. we get the cup cars figured out at some point. We could put an okay, we could put a pretty okay race on, I think. Yeah. That doesn't a, mean we shouldn't reconfigure the track a little bit, or I, I would have, I would like a little less banking in turn three and four, if I'm being completely honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw the race we had at New Hampshire. Yeah. That was the number one comparison to Phoenix for the longest time with New Hampshire. New Hampshire put on a great race with this car. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't.
2: I don't know that adding turf down there and making them follow each other through the dogleg would make anything better, though.
0: It would
1: make you have to run through three and four a lot better. You yeah. wouldn't have as much because when you make a mistake now, you grab a gear and then dive down to the bottom of the apron and and,
0: and make up all the all the time you lost. Yeah,
2: yeah, I I get and it. Also, it just...
0: you would be you wouldn't would you not be heading into turn one faster?
2: Probably, yeah.
0: Yeah, it'd exactly. Be a longer you radius. have to slow down for the corner more, which is always better. Yeah, um. Yeah, I mean that's, I, yeah, I mean we kind of said it right there. Um, it's been ten years. It's off. time
1: for this experiment to go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, highlight of the race for me was Kevin Harvick leading laps in his final Cup Series race yeah i mean dude that was all i wanted out of this weekend that i mean that was if that happened that was just gonna be that was just gonna be gravy and he he went up there and took it wasn't that was the best part about too is it wasn't on he didn't get off pit road first and and you know hold it for a couple laps he went up there and took it and he showed everybody hey I'm just as good as I once was. So I'm good as good once as I ever was, or whatever that damn song is. <laughs> but I'm as good as I yeah, you got it. But um, yeah, I don't know. That was um, that was cool. That was, was really cool. And um,
1: the the whole place was into it when it happened too. And... Oh my
0: god, dude! Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a go off. I'm gonna give a. I don't know what I'm call. Give a little a little homage to Kevin Harvick. Um, I mean, he had the he had the impossible task. I'm a, I have a whole like essay, if you will, um, that I'm gonna read off here a little bit. He had the impossible task of replacing Dale Earnhardt, and yeah, no one can replace Dale Senior, but for a lot of people, he did and he's the only one that can remotely understand the pressure those moment pressure in those moments that Dale Jr faced and he and he had to oh I'm sorry I'm trying to hold it together um anyway he's the only one who could understand the pressure that Dale Jr faced in those moments and he had to pick up the pieces of that three team And move us along, and he said it many times, no pressure will ever match that. No championship, no anything will ever match the pressure that was his very first cup race. And there's something to be said about how lucky Earnhardt fans and NASCAR fans are to have him come along and be who he was and his attitude of, I don't want to be Dale Earnhardt, I'm my own man. I want to do it my way. But hell, that was the most Earnhardt thing about him was the that exactly. Um, I mean, it's the it's the end of an era. I mean, Winston, the last person, you know, to run in the Winston Cup era as far as full-time drivers. He is the last connection we really have to Dale Sr. on the racetrack. And, He went out, you know, a winner. I mean, yeah, he didn't win in his final year, but he was competitive. Um, He was huge for the sport. And I think a lot of us started to realize, a lot of other people, I always knew it. A lot of other people, like, wanted, I noticed, latched onto that in the final, you know, weeks of his career. And, yeah, I think the bulk of us the bulk of us grew up in those glory days of NASCAR. You either grew up in it or you lived it. And I think the nostalgic, the nostalgia that Kevin Harvick holds is something that we're all going to miss. And yeah. And that's without giving stats. Ain't a damn stat in there. Man won 60 damn cup races and championship. 812 starts. Daytona 500, 121 national wins, Xfinity titles, truck owners titles. I don't know. Most of I don't know. Yeah. I'll just add
2: a little bit of that to the bit to that and say I talked to Abby about it today because she's she's sad because now she has to pick a new driver. And obviously, she's not been in it nearly okay, as long I as i Get on with your thing. <laughs> I told her rather than be sad that he's no longer in NASCAR, she needs to appreciate the fact that she could not have picked a better first driver. Because yeah. until the end of time, Kevin Harvick will be relevant in NASCAR. Kevin Harvick will be a legend in NASCAR. And she yes. can always say, anybody that cheers for Kevin Harvick can always say, yeah, my guy was one of the greats. And nothing can ever take that away from anyone that is a Kevin Harvick fan. And it's, I'm, I think we're all sad that he's gone.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what, like, Probably the most impressive thing about Kevin Harvick, aside from the wins, is everything he had going on personally, as far as dealing with what he had to deal with when he came into the sport, he found a way to leave the sport better than He found a way to to leave it better than he found it. Yep.
1: Well, from a bit more of an outside perspective, um it kind of took me a long time personally to get Kevin Harvick, I guess. Um, kind of just thought he was an asshole there for a long time. Eventually realized, Same. yeah. Eventually realized that Kevin is like Buddy said. Kevin was just the embodiment of, uh, really embodiment of the old school way of doing it, and kept that through his entire career. And coupled that with his just absolute inability to give a fuck. Um, in the best way possible in the best way possible just I don't know dude like just no one no one recently showed up kicked your ass and just looked nonchalant about doing it like Kevin did and not that he didn't get excited when he won but like he expected to do it and I don't know there's just something there's something so fulfilling about watching a guy in his element do his thing, and do it to the highest degree possible. And Kevin embodied that for the majority of his career, even being at a fledgling RCR and being at an inconsistent Stuart Haas. I mean, the last three years of his career are, if you're not in the know, don't look as great on paper. But the job he's done just the past three years is nothing short of incredible, really.
0: Um, and And maybe the most pivotal moment of this sports history. He was the guy that stepped up and carried it along. He was the perfect one to do it. And yep. we're damn lucky that he was that guy. Yep. 100%. I'm damn lucky that he was my driver. i say, well, he never won't be.
2: <laughs> I'll say one more thing. And it's like, even if you weren't a Kevin Harvick fan, for better or worse, the man left behind so many memories that all of us will always have as NASCAR fans. And I like I just look at they Not all of them are great, but you appreciate them. Like I look at that wall of die behind Buddy and there's a certain Outback 2016 Kansas win car that I can't stand looking at. But you know what? I'll never forget that race even if he did beat my childhood driver that's since retired. But it's like I look back now and I appreciate it and I'm like, yeah, I might not have been happy that Kevin won that day. And as a former Carl Edwards fan, I might've been pissed that he won that day, but I look back on it and I appreciate it. I'm like, you know what? Kevin Harvick's a legend. And like, there's, I got to witness, whether I liked it or not, one of the greatest drivers that has ever been in this sport go heads up with my favorite driver and beat him. And I'll always appreciate the fact that I got to grow up watching Kevin Harvick drive a race car. It just gives you a really good appreciation for the sport to know that you watch somebody, I guess, create that big of a legacy. In something you care about that much,
0: He's is much bigger than the stats will ever reflect. That's, don't, I think they that, don't think that him sums like it that perfectly. Anymore. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Nope. That don't make him like that no more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was obviously, you know, emotional weekend. I watched him get in his car for practice the last time, I watched him give him his helmet. At the beginning of the weekend, you know, I I watched him when he came in the garage and saw these kids sign the car. I was listening to the radio with my scanner when his kids came on and, you know, said what they said on the pace laps. And, you know, it, you know, obviously the race was what it was. It was emotional and there ain't. I can't think of another guy. I mean, yeah, Jeff Gordon in his last race. or Well, that wasn't even his last race. Never mind. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No driver in their last race did what I feel like did what he did. I mean, he he went out as competitive as anyone has ever been. And I got this. I sat there and I was intentional about the moments I was intentional about the. What what are y'all? We can at? we can think. Of I the can guy think
2: and... of one that was pretty competitive in his last race. Still not very happy about it, but it won't right. take away from your moment. Oh,
0: <laughs> okay. That wasn't Those supposed are to be are different his last circumstances. Race. That was
2: not supposed to be his last. Those race. are different
0: circumstances. Um, but I was just I was very intentional about the weekend and trying to soak in every moment. And I remember, I, you know, he crosses the finish line. I watched it happen. That was it. That's the end. That's, that's the end of the 23 year reign. That was Kevin Harvick and I watched him get out of the car and he was emotional, but he was content. And I think that, He carries carried himself in a way that you know every Harvick fan or every race fan can should should be able to carry themselves through his retirement. However, you feel about it is you know don't be sad it's over. Be glad that happened.
1: Here's the thing I'm really glad about with the whole Kevin Harvick thing is he got to go out still being great. Again, the stats aren't going to show it, but Kevin Harvick did go out as a great driver um he has his health as far as we know so mm-hmm. that's that's a plus and he got to he got to experience the full um love finally because kevin hasn't always gotten the love No, and part of that is because he's kind of abrasive but yeah. so he got i mean he got some of the loudest cheers all year and I think that I don't know how much that means to Kevin, but as a fan of the, I'll tell you right now, as a fan of the sport in general and by the sport, I mean, racing, of course, NASCAR is not a sport. Um, as a fan of the sport in general, it, it makes me happy to hear the amount of people that appreciate a legend.
0: Kevin didn't want to go out like this. He wanted to just hang it up and go out the Carl Edwards way but he said it multiple times this year. He's glad he didn't because I'll put it like this. I hate to keep bringing up the Dale Earnhardt comparison, but the more this season has gone on, the more I've kind of looked at, you know, I pay attention a lot to the psychology of racing and like, and the more and more I look at it, the more parallels there are between Earnhardt and Harvick. And he, You know, Earnhardt was obviously abrasive, and I feel like the they, on a larger scale, Earnhardt was, but they were largely just had the same relationship with the with the fans. You you loved them, you hated them, you know, whatever. And I feel like he got the flowers that Earnhardt got, that Earnhardt didn't get to experience, and that's pretty damn cool. So I don't know. Uh, I walked out of that racetrack yesterday. I walked to the stop, top of the steps, and y'all walked forward, and I kind of stopped and looked back and looked down at that car, and I was satisfied. Yep.
2: For your sake, I'm happy you got to experience that.
1: Obviously, I didn't.
2: Happy's so...
1: in the room somewhere. Well, yeah.
2: okay, I'm not happy. I am pleased that you got to experience that moment because it's something i wish i had gotten to experience and i wish hard to appreciate that moment if you replay it again but i wish i had been in the know to appreciate that moment i'm glad i'm glad you got to
0: and it it, kind of kevin said it this weekend they asked him you know when did you know you made it in the sport and he said not until this weekend I didn't know I made it in the sport until this weekend because I'm going out my way. And he said that's that's when he understood that he made it. So in a way, hopefully you can take some souls from that Chuck because Carl went out his way. He went out yeah. because he wanted to. So Yep. But um Yep.
1: Sundress and dumbass.
2: <laughs> yeah, we could do that this week.
0: Yeah. Um all right,
1: Let's, so uh, go ahead, Seth. All right, so I'm sure we have a wide array of sundresses. So I picked Ross Chastain for going out there and battling the fuck out of the championship four drivers and and winning it. I've been I've been wanting someone else other than the championship four to win for ten years now, so it finally <laughs> happened. Um, so yeah, sundra. I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna say. Uh... A little different take on sundress but uh zeb wise for being okay and okay. being able to walk and still drive a race car because uh, i was sitting in turn four at charlotte on thursday night when i watched his car flip into the outside wall which you know sprint cars tend to do but what they don't tend to do is hang the throttle in the middle of the wreck and proceed to do Two more backflips when the rear tires hit the ground and then spin in a circle for another minute because the throttle was hung and wouldn't cut off. So glad Zeb's okay, and we'll be able to drive a race car again.
0: Right. Um Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick. Yeah.
1: We'll we'll have to explain that at some point.
0: Yeah, we will yeah, one day. Probably. Um but, um, got a weird text. Dumbass.
1: Dumbass. All right. So I have an honorable mention, dumbass. And then my actual dumbass, my honorable mention is Caden Honeycutt. Um, <laughs> you're a dumbass. Um, we already went into that. And my other dumbass, my actual dumbass is, is Ryan Blaney for having a complete fucking meltdown on the radio. When you're three, four seconds ahead of everyone, you actually have to beat. Um, just like take a chill pill, my guy. It's it's not that serious. I mean, you embarrassingly are the first champion to not win the final four race. But uh, anyway, I thought that was dumbass worthy.
0: <laughs> okay, hold on. I do want to say something. Doesn't it kind of go along with the Ryan Blaney narrative that he would, of course, be the first guy not to win the yeah, race? It does actually. And it goes right along the the line of Ross Chastain's narrative to be the first guy. To... <laughs> All is right in the world.
1: It really is. (laughs) Nothing out of the ordinary
0: happened this weekend. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Wow. Wow. In the
0: cup race. Okay. Chuck, who's your dumbass?
2: Oh man, who's my dumbass? I guess my dumbass is gonna have to go to Corey Heim.
0: I was about to say, if you, if none of us were gonna say, I was gonna say, that's a what
2: question. a dumbass, and to even go into the media center and not even acknowledge that what you did was stupid and screwed over the other guy. Yeah, what a dumbass.
0: Yeah. Um, my dumbass is gonna be. Whoever painted the restart zone in the wrong fucking place. <laughs>
2: I forgot about that.
0: What the <laughs> fuck are we doing?
2: That just added like the icing on the cake to whatever the
0: fuck that truck race was. Dude, I mean, talk about running around with, like chicken with your head cut off. That was everybody Friday night. Yeah. It Honorable was...
2: mention to whoever let that race start at 10 Eastern time.
1: Yeah. I mean, every race doesn't have to cater to the East Coast time swing. Oh, wait, I feel like that's what we talk about every week with the West Coast time. But yeah. anyway
2: <laughs> Well, but you know what though? I all of us were kind of tired. Well, I didn't watch it, but everybody else that did was tired of watching it at one thirty in the morning after they put on that. I was Travis tired of thing. watch
1: I was tired of watching it ten thirty in the evening. So was the flag man. Did
2: you see that?
0: Yes. Dude, that so was that. funny. Yeah. That was <laughs> I feel you, bro. That
2: flag man almost quit on the spot. He almost dropped his flags on the racetrack and just left.
0: Yeah. yeah. He
2: should have. That would have made for him. Hell, it was already an, it was supposed to just entertainment at that Actually,
1: point. I have another dumbass. This weekend was just full of dumbasses. Um, my other dumbass is the people who were bitching that NASCAR didn't throw a caution for who the fuck was it that wrecked on the second to last oh, lap of the Tyler track? Tyler Ancrum. Uh, everyone bitching that they didn't throw a caution for that oh my god we were 179 laps into a 150 lap race it didn't need to go on any longer <laughs> no we did not need a caution for that yeah
0: ridiculous yeah um yeah all right picks i'm picking well no so what we have to I pick it. Any.
1: I mean I um, guess we could pick for the South Carolina 400 but yeah. I guess we can, we can do that next week. Um
0: Yeah. Um I who, have no clue honestly who, who won I, the picks officially. I picked
1: Larson. I think I, I
0: picked, picked
2: that cheated up 24 car.
0: Okay. Who did I you pick? I also picked Larson. Okay, I picked so Harvick to win the race. Man, so I lost.
1: You picked Harvick to win the so I guess I win technically?
0: Yeah. 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 I think it's pretty safe to say we don't have official, but I think it's pretty safe to say Seth won the picks championship. Yeah. 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 I kinda we still
1: need to tally up for sure,
0: but yeah. yeah. I I definitely sold the bag there the last few weeks of the year.
1: That's a back to back baby.
0: Cool. We'll get you we'll we'll get you a participation trophy. Just
2: wait till next year when mine actually count.
1: Okay. I'm gonna go three Pete. No, you're not. I'm just gonna start talking shit now. Might as well. I'm actually,
2: actually, you probably will because I have the absolute worst luck ever. I'm, I'm a curse. Oh, no, to dude,
0: I had curse. everything under the sun happen to me. I had Ryan priest beat Chris Rebell at New Hampshire this year.
1: That, that actually happened.
0: That happened. I was pretty I, pissed
1: off. Ryan Blaney actually won Martinsville for me when I picked him.
0: Yeah. Like
1: yeah. what? I don't um, even
2: remember who I picked at Martinsville. Like,
1: I, it doesn't. Does it matter? I picked somebody
2: really dumb. I think
1: I.
0: Well, picked... you should remember it because you had decided to look it up in the middle of the show last week. Um, I never found it. Well, okay, that's fine. Anyway, um, so this has been the Big Motor Small Blade podcast. Um, we will do at least one more show before the season ends. Um, we have some stuff planned in the off season. We're not going to say what because we fail to execute sometimes. Um, sometimes sometimes yeah yeah. a lot of times yeah but um we do have some stuff planned in the off season but we do have at least one more show planned for next week um but before then you know just thank you everybody for listening all year um and watching all year and if you haven't subscribed or uh liked or followed or left a rating or any of that please do that on this video right here leave a comment share it with your friends share it with your enemies share it with your frenemies and your enemigos as well Tell them um, how dumb we
1: are whatever whatever you want to do you it, know?
0: yeah it doesn't matter yeah yeah um yeah just hate share it i don't give a damn um thank you to chuck for for joining us here thank you caleb for all the episodes he was on and we're gonna bring him back um at some point um was anybody else on this year i don't think so I don't, yeah, I don't, if you, if you were on and we forgot about you, well, sorry, your fault, (laughs) Um, anyway, um, yeah, thank you guys, and, you know, it's been a, been a fun year, been a weird year, been an emotional year, been a, I don't know, yeah, go fuck yourself.